the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, broadcasting from the 960 The Patriot Studios in beautiful Arizona, your car insiders. They work for you, not the dealer. Now you have personal friends for the car buying experience. Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? On the road again. Here are your hosts, Dana Southern and Gary Green. Good morning and welcome to your car insiders on 960 The Patriot. Once again, my name is Gary Green. I'm here, not yet with my friend and business partner, Dana. He was running a few minutes behind this morning, and uh, we start early, so we figured we'd start and get this going. But each week, what we try to do is share some helpful hints in the car buying process. And you can always reach me at 602-525-1370. You can always reach Dana at 602-679-8324. If you prefer the email, Dana. you can go to the Your Car Insiders website. There's a link to send in a submission uh, request to uh, gather information from us. But as I've said for all these years, I, I much prefer the phone. But if there are plenty of people that want to do the email, we're okay with that as well. You know, one of the things I wanted to talk about this morning was things in the news about the car industry. So it's pretty simple. You click on MSN. A lot of people have MSN as their homepage on their computer. And you slide down and it'll say buying, news, enthusiasts, auto shows. It's all little drop downs under the auto drop down. So I'm looking this morning and, and here's a couple of things I read. Audi A6, A7 sales stopped. Airbags. Airbags might fail to open. So that's called a stop sale. And part of the problem with the stop sale is it means they cannot sell the car until the issue is repaired. So, and as of right now, there is no remedy. So if you own the car and there's a recall, you have a car with a recall that cannot be fixed right now. But then on the same page, I look and I see Chrysler Pacifica minivan is recalled for a rollaway issue. 240,000, 242 Chrysler Pacific, Pacifica minivans because of a small piece of dashboard trim that's attached. Then I go and I look and I read Domino to recall 774,000 vehicles over alleged emissions cheating. Okay, deja vu Volkswagen. Then the next one I read is over 88,000 2018 GMC terrain SUVs recalled due to possible airbag deployment issue. Then I get to the next one. This is all on msn.com under autos. Computer's a little slow. Fiat recalls 
Fiat Chrysler recalls $4.8 million, million, dollars, million vehicles for cruise control problems. I believe that those vehicles have to do with the 8.4 Uconnect, but maybe not. So there's 4.8 million. So just in three of those recalls, there's 6 million vehicles affected. So what you're going to find is a lot of times when you go into the car dealership now and you go to buy a car, they're having you sign something stating that at the time you buy the vehicle, there are no open recalls. And in the event that a recall is brought up at a later date, you will be notified by the manufacturer, not the dealer. Now, this isn't a recall, but Hyundai and Kia models suffer a large, alarming, I'm sorry, Hyundai and Kia models suffer alarming number of fires, Watchdog Group says. Consumer Reports has no financial relationship with the advisor uh, advertisers on the site. It's 2011 to 2014. Optima, Sorrento, Sonata, Santa Fe, and at least six people have been injured in the incidents. It's alarming to me how many vehicles have recalls. Now, when they do this stop sale, they basically have a problem that they cannot repair. But what does that do for the guy that already bought the car and owns one now? Now, there were some times I remember reading recalls, and they said that at the time of the recall, they recommended that you didn't drive the vehicle. And sometimes I've even seen things along the lines as, we'll tow your vehicle to the dealership for you. Don't even drive it. But it's it's if you notice, it's a, it's not a pattern of one manufacturer. I mentioned Mercedes. I remember. Oh, Kia recalls five hundred and seven thousand vehicles in U.S. for airbags. Eighty eight thousand GMC recalled due to airbag deployment issues. The Audi problem is an airbag airbag issue. Deployment issue. Now, it's not the airbags, and I guarantee you that the component that's bad might be built by a manufacturer that's supplying the parts to the manufacturers of the cars, and they're using them. But it's it's just an alarming thing when people say, you know, does the car have any recalls? Well, you could say at the time you bought the car, it doesn't. You never know what could happen the next day. I read something along the lines that they were recalling all the new ZR1 Corvettes. I didn't. I don't remember what it said, but I just saw the the headline. But just remember that I don't think they've ever had a recall that they never figured out the problem. But there were plenty that you know with the Takata airbag recall that it took quite a bit of time to get the recalls taken care of. But once again. You know, we're not bashing anybody. We're just—it's an awareness thing. Uh, if you have—if you're looking at a used car, one of the recommendations I always tell somebody: you're looking at a used car. National Highway Transportation Safety Administration has a VIN decoder. You put the 17-digit VIN number in; it pops up instantly. If there are any open recalls, it will also say "remedy available," "remedy not available." You always want to 
protect yourself in the event you're buying a used car, that you're not buying something that has an airbag, any kind of a recall, not just an airbag. And there are so many people that are out there that, you know, they're not the original owner of the car. So the manufacturer didn't have an email address for them. They bought the car, you know, used themselves. They're not even aware that the car has a recall on it. And I've helped quite a few people that were trading cars in that had issues, recalls that were open. Some of the recalls that were open were fixable. Some of the recalls that were were open had no remedy available. I want to send out a special thanks to the Earnhardt family of dealerships. It's always a pleasure doing business with these people. Uh, Dana and I, we go, we not only go where we feel the customer can get the best deal, we go where we feel the customer is going to be treated the best. And a big thing along the lines of this is uh, it's relationships. Car business is all about relationships. And Dana just walked in, so I'm going to say good morning to my friend Dana. Good morning, young man. And uh, what we were talking about was, and I'm going to just do a really brief catch you up, this thing with recalls. So I went to the news and it was like 7 million cars, 4.8 million Chryslers recalled. There's a stop sale on Audi A6s and A7s. There's 240,000 Chryslers recalled. It's unbelievable. You know, and I was mentioned that it's not just one manufacturer. Now, Mercedes-Benz is now being investigated for, I said, the deja vu of the Volkswagen. But good morning. Well, good morning. And yes, there's a little investigation going on to the diesels on Mercedes that is without doubt going on. But today, we're going to talk about a few different things. One thing that I'd kind of like to talk about is what Gary and I actually do and, and what we don't do. And as an example, we don't try to sell people a car. We don't try to persuade people to buy a car. We help guide and protect people and advise them on the most effective way to get a great deal and make sure that while the dealer's purpose is to try to get as much out of you as they possibly can before you leave, our job is to let them get as little as possible as they can before you leave. You know, and it's, 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 Dana says it all the time, and I got to agree with it. It's that old saying, it's not how you get there, it's how you leave. And, you know, I'm trying to help a friend of mine right now, and it's a little bit of a pain situation. When I agreed to help him, his daughter had no issue driving back from San Diego. She was going to spend a couple of days with the folks, and we were going to do a car deal. Now, all of a sudden, Dad doesn't want her to have to drive back here. He wants me to do the deal in California. So I, she went and drove a car. They got me a business card. I called the salesman. So yesterday, we discussed the car that she wanted. No problem. We have one available. It's at one of our sister stores. We'll have the car. Three hours later, I get a phone call. When they went to deliver the car, they noticed some lot damage on the vehicle, so it had to go to the body shop before this. Well, that's one. Now all of a sudden, it's another car. And this car is a little bit more money, but he says, we'll make the same deal. And it was a couple hundred bucks, and I was okay with making the same deal because, 
you're sending me the invoice and you're showing me what you're buying the car for. So I know that you're giving me the same price. Well, this morning I get the call that that car is not available. They sent the wrong car. And I called my friend and I said, you know, this is why I hate dealing with people I don't know. You know, it's inconvenient, I get it, for your daughter to come back here, but it's just as inconvenient for me to try to buy a car, help somebody buy a car, when they're in California. And kind of separately, you know, often there there are people that call, and, and they're often very savvy shoppers. These, these are not people that aren't doing research and aren't educated. The, the key, of course, though, is... If you're looking for assistance and guidance and, and making sure that you have a brief, completely transparent, wonderful buying experience at the best deal that you could hope to get, then you probably want to reach out to Gary at 602-525-1370 or myself, Dana, at 602-679-8324. We are not here to sell anybody anything. We are here to help guide and protect our clients. You know, I always laugh when someone uses the term and they describe Dana and I as, I, Dana and I as brokers. Ugh. Yeah, it's the least, it, it's my least favorite word when it comes to the car business. Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. You know, I started off talking about some of the things that we don't do. And some of the things that we don't do is if someone reaches out to us and looks for our guidance or advice, we, are, of course, are going to respond and we're going to provide the information within reason that you could possibly ask for. Other than we're not price quoters. Gary, is that an accurate statement? Uh, it doesn't get any better than that. And so ultimately, if you're calling and hoping that we're just going to quote you a price and that would somehow benefit you, there is no point in you calling us. The way to get the best deal possible would be to be with Gary or myself at the dealership that is offering the type of vehicle that you would like to buy. When you contact dealers over the phone and they quote prices, they are quoting prices to get you in. We don't do that because we're not trying to get you in. We're trying to guide you on what it is specifically that you are looking to get. For some people, they may not understand what some cars cost. We'll be happy to help guide and explain how that math works. You know, it's so funny when you said that because I was talking to a client a couple of, it was a radio show listener. And it was kind of funny because he, he said something and I jokingly said something and I talked to everybody in the car business and he says, everybody I tell what this guy said, everybody I say to it, when I tell them that the guy wanted 20% off on an Audi, they all laugh. Everybody chuckles. They think it's great. I thought it was crazy. Everybody. Had to, so when I called my buddy at the dealership, he said, Gary, well, well, here's the deal. We normally discount these cars this much, but these are A3s. They're, they're, there's nothing... It's our entry-level car, whatever it was. I'll knock this much off the car. Well, when we got to the dealership, there was something else going on. And 
I not only was the customer surprised at how much we got off the car, I was dumbfounded by what they did because there was dealer cash that they shared that they don't necessarily have to. And that happens so many times because of a relationship. You know, I helped a firefighter just a few weeks ago who was entitled to the new program for GM, which is the first responder program, which offers supplier pricing. He didn't pay anywhere near supplier pricing. He paid well below that and got far more for his trade than he would have ever hoped to get. That You mean it's not just about the price of the car? <laughs> well, there are so many variables that, again, what we don't do is try to quote prices for for the reason that when you're there when you're in person when we're there we are simply able to arguably push them even further than we can by just simply calling on the phone with a what's your best price call that that doesn't motivate the dealer the dealer's motivated to sell when all the buyers and people involved are present Usually when a person goes out to buy a car and they don't have Gary there or they don't have me there, they have to spend an awful lot of time trying to get to what we can get to in a matter of a few minutes. When it comes to the value of a trade, if you have one, we know what cars are worth. We know based on the condition, how it's been cared for, what the most they should pay for the car. And by God, we're going to get them to pay that or more or, or fight to do so. The average, you know, and the funny thing about that is this. I always laugh when someone in a car dealership, will, they'll, they'll always ask me this when they're looking at the car. What do I think it's worth? And my normal response is this. Why don't you tell me what you think it's worth? Because I'm not buying the car. You are. So what I always explain to people is I want the information on your trade-in. So during the week this week, a very loyal radio show listener reached out and we sat down and had lunch and we talked about possibly helping get two vehicles. And in the conversation, it turned out Dana had helped their son-in-law buy a couple of cars and they reached out to me. So we talked and he had some, he has some nice trades. So one of the trades was a 2011 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland. Beautiful white with a brown buckskin kind of leather interior. Car looked beautiful. And he explained to me that it had some paintwork and he wanted to know if I could find where the paintwork was. When I walked up to the I know, I know the answer to that question. Well, I walked up to the car. The funny thing was the paintwork was great. However, there was overspray on the rubber that was the molding under the windshield. So I said, well, the car was painted right here. In like three seconds, I sold him this. And the car is beautiful, but this is what you have to remember. When you have a car that's got 85,000 miles on it, and they start beating you up over an accident that was three or four years ago, as Dana would say, the word is poppycock. It's, now, if you have a two-year-old car with 15,000 miles on it, and the dealership wants to certify it, that Carfax issue could be detrimental to the value of the vehicle. And, and in most cases, to some degree, would be. But as it relates to what dealers do, as opposed to us, is they try to use all their skill sets to 
in every way they can until you actually leave the dealership or sign that final document, their job is clear to, to make you, if they can, pay as much as they possibly can for the car they're selling, offer you as little as they can for the value of your trade. As it relates to interest rate, if you're financing, they, unless it's a special from the manufacturer, and in some cases, taking advantage of that can be the wrong decision, depending on what you give up. The rates that they typically offer are not the rate that you could get. The rate that you could get, Gary and I know, once that portion and of the equation comes into play, and as Gary was going to say, rates have been going up. We've seen people with very high scores come in with rates that were kind of shocking. With that said, there's still some lenders that are incredibly competitive and we know who is who a lot of times people think that you know the offer they're being made is fair because they do not realize what they could actually do and that's where in lies the the problem for most people they'll focus on one particular area whether it's price of the car and then when they say well, there's all these accessories, well, that's okay, because th that's on top of the price. No, it's not. The price of the car has to include the accessories. Then when it comes to things like the payment they quote, often there's like a $10 range in the monthly payment. Well, you look at the low number, the finance person only looks at the high number, and now you've got your payment starting $10 a month higher than it should be in the first place, which is way more than our fee, even if it was only four years. You know, and it's, it, it boils down to the thing once again about, you know, we're here to help people. We're not selling you anything. We're not trying to convince you to do something that you shouldn't do. Uh, I can't tell you how many numerous people that I've talked to. And, you know, I have a friend of mine that calls the other day. And his wife is looking for a car. They're looking for a car for a grown son they have. He's getting himself back on his feet, and they wanted to help him. So he calls me up and says, well, you know, Emily saw all these, you know, Nissan Versus, 2016s for $5,000. And I asked my friend if he understood what a restored salvage title was. I said, Neil, look at all the cars. Look at every one of them that's on Craigslist. That's five grand. It's a 2016. And look at the title stat status. It'll say rebuilt, salvage, or restored. If you don't understand what that means, don't buy the car. Once again, we're your car insiders. We work for you, not the dealer. Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. Once again, my name is Gary Green. I'm here with my friend and partner, Dana Southern, and we are Your Car Insiders. We work for you, not the dealer. Remember, you can reach Dana at 602-679-8324. You can reach me at 602-525-1370. And once again, if you feel the need to email, we have a link on our website at yourcarinsiders.com. Those emails all arrive to Dana, and we alternate who who contacts the clients but we're not salespeople. and i always tell somebody that once i speak to somebody on the phone and i know dana does the same thing now that we've explained what it is we do the ball's now in your court if you'd like my help 
feel free to call me at your convenience and we'll schedule a time to meet at the car dealership to discuss how your transaction is going to go. If if you're looking for me to tell you what I think your trading is worth, what you can buy the car for, what your payment's going to be, we're not the guys to call. I don't work car deals over the phone. I don't. When I call somebody in a car dealership, my goal is to find out one thing. Are you working? Now, if the cost, And do you have the car? Right. And sometimes I don't even care if they have the car because if he doesn't have the car, he'll he can get the car and if he can't get the car, he'll tell me where the car is. Now, I helped a gentleman last week and it was kind of ironic because I told him where we were going, what we were doing and we got to Adam and Adam's the best and you know, he wanted a certain kind of car and he wanted this much money for his trade and it literally took five minutes to complete the transaction, and we went into the business office. And in less than one hour from the time he got to the dealership to the time he left in the new car. And Gary, how often are you able to do that? Because I'm able to do it pretty darn often because of proper planning. Right. And, 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 and this is what I knew. Okay, I knew the guy wanted to buy a Hyundai, and I know he wanted to buy a Kona. That was it. And all I did was say, Adam, you have Kona's? Yep. Are you working? Yep. See you at 4 o'clock on Tuesday. Now, we understand that there are going to be some people that have questions that go outside the scope of just price, price, and what's my trade worth. We're more than happy to, to answer those questions and any other questions you might have. Just want you to understand that because we're not salesmen, I was a managing partner of a dealership for many, many years. Gary spent many years running a new car department and running an internet department. We are very skilled negotiators and we use all our skill sets and relationships to help our clients get the best possible outcome. We're not here to outsmart the dealer, but because we know so much and because we know so many people, we can help people accomplish things that 95, I would think, out of 100 times they couldn't possibly accomplish. But if you're the person that does believe 100% that you're capable of doing that, go do it, please. You know, it's funny when you say that. I, I was with these really nice folks. Like I said, we went and had lunch. And... They're from back east like I am. They're Jewish like I am. And, you know, you're the, Jewish. The slang term that Jewish people use for speech sometimes, it's, it's Yiddish. And in Yiddish, there's a word. So when I was sitting with these people, they were so nice to deal with. And they said, you know, well, everybody's entitled to make a profit. And, you know, this will be what it is and what it is. I said, you know what? Let me share something with you. So I looked at them and I laughed and I said, I, I know you you got to understand a little bit of Yiddish. Do you understand the term schnurra? And she laughed and she said, absolutely. I said, well, this is what my goal is. A, a, a schnurra is somebody that just constantly, constantly picking, 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 wants, 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 wants. And I explained to them my job what I, my goal is to get you the deal in five minutes that the Schnurra takes five dealerships, five days, and doesn't even end up with the car because the dealerships get sick of dealing with them. We know what the breaking point is on the price. We know what the value of their trade-in is. Okay, And what, uh, 
I mean, when someone says to me, what do I think the car's worth? I, and my big thing with a trade-in is very simply this. You show me yours, and I'll, you tell me what you think the car's worth. Because Dana and I are not writing a check. Now, there are some times that a client could be very unreasonable because Kelly Blue Book said my car's worth this. Well, when you have a 238,000-mile trade-in, the book really does not matter anymore. It matters. It matters at that point. What does the car weigh? You know, and, and, and that's a joke. I'm being facetious, but that's not a car that a dealership's going to retail. It's going straight to the auction. And under that premise, the again the the, the book. If you use that book, it, it's a guide. Every car stands on its own, and depending on the history, how well it's been cared for, will help our clients get as much as humanly possible. Once again, we're your car insiders. We work for you, not the dealer. Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. Once again, before we go further, let me give you Gary's phone number. It's the easiest way to reach him. It's 602 525 1370. And my number, Dana, is 602 679 8324. One of the other ways that we are not a salesperson, and any clients that have called us in the past certainly know this, we are not going to be calling you and wondering what you're doing. If you're ready to go buy a car, when we can go do it, you'll never hear any of those words. We're in no hurry. If you are in no hurry, then wait till you are ready to do something before calling us because us gathering information or doing things on your behalf prior to you being in the market is not a good use of your time or ours. You know, and it's, you know, and here's another thing. If if you're under the impression that you can wait, you know, leave your house, drive to a car dealership, walk into the dealership, tell them that I'm not giving you any of your inf- any information, I'm not giving you my driver's license, but I'd like to drive a few cars to see what I like and then just leave. Let me know how that works out for you. So it works I, perfectly for me, Gary. It works great for me. So what I always tell people is, A, if you're going to go to a dealership, If you start the process by yourself and you go to a car dealership and you meet with a salesperson and you drive a car and you begin negotiating and you don't get to where you want to get to, in my opinion, I don't want to get involved. This is just me. And here's why. There are certain rules that dealerships go by. And one of the rules is 72-hour log protection. That means if you go into a dealership and they write or capture your personal information, whether you like the salesperson or not, whether they were helpful or not, for the next three full business days, if someone were to come into that, if you were to, that customer were to come back into the dealership, buy it from a different person, the person that you spoke to the first time would get half credit. Now, here's another caveat to that, and you know it annoys me. It's called first and last. Middleman out. So middleman's out. So now what happens is you go into the car dealership and you deal with the salesperson, and 
you don't dislike them, but you don't particularly care for them, and you don't buy the car, and you come back, and you deal with another salesperson, and you really like this guy, you still don't buy the car, and you go back a third time, and you deal with the th- third salesperson, and he's just okay. So the guy that you spent the most time with is the guy in the middle. And guess what? He's middled out. It's first and last. There's always only two salespeople possible on a car deal. Or one. But, yeah, or but, one. And so when we have relationships for every single brand, we know the general managers, the partners, the general sales managers of numerous facilities for every brand available that you could buy except Tesla, because we can't help you with I that. helped somebody buy a used one. It was hilarious. He, so pre-owned, he but- calls me the other day and says, I just blew a Hellcat, a Hellcat off the road. <laughs> Those are fast, by the way. Anyway, but you maybe lose my thought. Um, we were talking about helping people except with Teslas. Well, exactly. And so we have the ability to do what Gary described. We can get the information. If you give us a little advance notice, I don't mind doing a little research first as far as availability because sometimes people want things that simply aren't available at this time and you may have to wait or you may have to order but under those circumstances that's perfectly fine with us too we help lots of people order cars at least i do i don't know you know and here's what it is you know i'm going back to these people they were that they mentioned a certain brand of car and i think it's one of the best car choices out there a genesis g90 lovely car we sat down we were talking and the wife Judy was such a pleasure to talk to these folks. It really was enjoyable. And the and the crazy thing was, she says, I just can't bring myself to buy the G ninety. I said, okay, and you know, we we talked about it. And her issue was very simply this: color choices. Okay, they don't have a monstrous variety of exterior colors. And I believe that they have two, possibly three leather interior choices. And she was talking about liking something along the lines of maybe like a cocoa brown. But then she saw a Jaguar that had red leather interior. Now, another vehicle that you can possibly get with red leather interior, certain Lexus. You can probably also get certain Infinities with red leather interior. You can or you can buy a car that's got cloth interior and have a catskin leather kit made in pretty much any color that you want. Yes, you can. But it was, it was, she asked me what I thought the best car was. I said, well, the best car for what you're talking about is a car you don't want to buy because you don't like the color. Now, a couple of the cars she mentioned, I said, I would never really want you to buy these cars. Other than the simple reason that you're not going to trade in two or three years. If you're buying a high-line car and you're thinking about trading it in in two or three years, you're going to take a bath, a beating, a bath. You're going to get clobbered. And that's why, Dana, how many times when someone's going to write a check for a Mercedes, do we explain to them why they should lease the car instead of writing a check for it? 100% of the time. And 
it makes no sense in most cases, regardless of how wealthy you are, unless you, you just have a desire to throw thousands or tens of thousands of dollars away. The, the programs that are available on leases through most of those luxury manufacturers put a great deal of the risk on them and takes it away from you. So I'm going to ask Dana a question because I want people to understand this. When you walk into a car dealership and you want to buy a car and the car has 0.9% financing for 72 months, does not help the resale value of the car in the future. Of course not. However, if you walk in and you can lease that car instead of taking the 0.9% financing and there is a $6,500 lease incentive. And you're not paying sales tax on the purchase price God forbid there was a competitive rate, you'd have to be legally brain dead not to lease it. Now, Dana's done this more times than I have, but we, our guidance to the consumer is it's very simple. Use their money. Lease the car for 36 months. You take the $6,500 incentive, and 90 days into the lease, you call the manufacturer and say, hey, I want to buy the car. They don't ask you for the $6,500 back. Your cap cost was $6,500 less than your purchase price would have been because the incentive is not on the purchase. It's only on the lease. So I hope you understood what he just said because you can do exactly what he just said in leasing it initially if you're determined to pay cash and then simply turn around and pay it off and owe less. The other side of a course is at the end of 36 months, if you do a three-year lease, you get to weigh whether it makes any sense. To give the car back, or, or is the equity yours? Now, here, here's the thing that Dana and I do, and sometimes we're our own worst enemies. Not only do I help you get a great deal, not only does Dana help you get a great deal, we explain to you how we feel. And I tell people just like this, it's your money. Tell me. It's none of my business. Tell me we're going to do whatever we want, but at least hear me out. Because what we want to do is not only get you a great deal on the car, show you the best way to pay for it. And and I just had that less than two weeks ago with a lovely young nurse who I helped get a G80, not a G90. And ultimately, the, the... difference up to the three-year point guaranteed that she'd have at least $6,500 not spent and the ability to walk away as opposed to spend the extra 6500 up to that point and still be responsible for everything else. Every situation stands on its own. The $679 payment for 36 months versus the $809 payment for 72 months was a lot of money. You know, we, I have a very, valid, very loyal radio show listener, and I helped him buy a vehicle, and, and Jim has referred his sisters to me. I've helped them buy cars. And one sister I told, hey, don't buy anything this weekend. Stop listening to what everybody's telling you. They don't understand the car business. Everybody's going to tell you the car that they own is the best car in the world. Well, if it's the best car in the world, why does everybody not own one? You need to decide what car makes the most sense for you and your husband. So when Jim called me the other day, he said, Gary, I have a gasoline smell. 
in the garage. So we talked about this and we talked about that. And he, I said, why don't you do this? Why don't you get the car looked at? And we chatted and he's always maintained the car at a dealership. And I can't remember the service facility, but they're down off of Thomas in about 40th Street. And they were an independent import car, Japanese Honda Acura Infinity service facility. And Jim called and said, you know, I just want to tell you, I have a buddy of mine that does a radio show on 960. He, he, he said to give you guys a shot. So Jim's was, his attitude was this. I can go buy a new car. What do you think we should do? I said, well, why don't we find out what's wrong with your car? So he takes the car in, and it's an $800 repair. Now, it was a fuel pump issue, and they found a couple of little things, and the total bill was 800 bucks. So I'm very interested for Jim to get back from vacation because he told me he's got a way to help me make a jillion dollars. Wow. And, Let me know about that. And I'm, and I'm excited because the guy's really bright. He really, really is. Because I mentioned to him, there is no rule of thumb. So he said to me, what do I do if I buy a, what's the breaking point? So I said, well, if you have a mechanic that can help you and you have a 90,000 mile Acura MDX and you can fix it for 800 bucks, fix the car. You're the original owner. But all of a sudden, if you fix something for 800 bucks and three months later, it's now 1200 bucks, you got to start weighing. But Dana and I say this all the time. There's no rule of thumb. Now, if you called me up and said, I have this kind of car and I'm thinking about trading it in and it's worth this okay but i want to buy something and i want to spend this there are times i'll say to you keep your own car well just yesterday a friend who's a firefighter that i helped previously um, along with numerous other firefighters but i helped him get a 16 ford f-150 and he's got approximately thirty thousand miles on it and he's due for brakes that's the whole main thing. I hate buying tires. <laughs> Some people are sensitive about certain things, but he started to talk to me about the 18 and, you know, should he trade? And I'm like, well, why would you trade in a perfectly good 16 so soon? And ultimately, not that he can't. And I said, I mean, if you truly, truly believe you want to, you know, the, the new version of the 18 Ford F-150 does have the third generation EcoBoost, but I can't imagine why you would be considering buying a car. And without boring you, whether it's advice on really anything to do with the automobile business, not fixing things personally mechanically, because I'm not mechanical at all, but certainly no wonderful mechanics that are honest and know what they're doing. We're here to help guide and protect people. We don't try to sell people. If you don't call us back or follow up with us, it'll be like the Maytag repairman for you. You'll never hear our voice again unless it's on the radio. Once again, remember, you can always reach me at 602-525-1370. You can reach Dana at 602-679-8324. You know, like, like we said earlier, we go wherever we want. But where we go is where the guys actually understand 
what it is that Dana and I are trying to do. We're not, we're not taking you to feed you to the lions. We're protecting we're, you from the lions. We're taking you as David, and we're not going to out Goliath. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 